Oh, yeah. You know what that slow fade and vamp music means. <laughs> it's time for the Laughing Pines Podcast Season 2, Episode 2. Yes. Hey, hello. <laughs> We're back. I'm Will. Rudy. And Ishai. Today we've got a new topic for you. Uh, get get ready, buckle up, put on a suit and tie, <laughs> do a drum roll. We are talking jobs. Welcome to Jobcast Pines Edition. All right, Jobcast. So we did online dating. I think we covered every possible facet and base that there is to online dating. Agreed. We could never uh, come back to that. Covered it's, it. It's been done. We are experts. And now you are also the experts, uh, <laughs> all of our two listeners. Um Everything that has to do with online dating, we covered it. But we realized we don't know anything about jobs. We didn't talk about jobs at all in the last no. podcast. We call ourselves a podcast. Not even matchmakers, yeah. which is a job. Totally. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. And <laughs> a song, that. right? From, yeah. Uh, we can't sing it, though. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, we don't know the rights. Sorry. Yeah. We can, can we hum it? Can you hum it? <laughs> all right all right that, that actually reminds me of a job story <laughs> all right we're gonna get right into it uh, the first segment is will's job story well i just this is uh i i thought we'd talk about first jobs first but real quick okay matchmaker reminded me i did work as an usher for a while uh at a musical theater in downtown chicago and one of the cr- like craziest experiences was when topol came and did his last uh, tour of uh, Fiddler on the Roof. And uh, Topol had these really specific, he, he was the guy who originated the role. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's kind of famous. So they, so the all, role of Tevia. The role of Tevia. For it's, the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I call myself a Jew. <laughs> Thank you, Rudy. <laughs> but so they, so Topol had this really strict uh, thing where, where at the first two minutes of the second act, no one was allowed to come in because it was a monologue. And the theater, uh, kind of an endemic problem there is that it, it's a historical theater and there's not enough bathrooms for oh, women. No. So they would go out and they had this really like 15 minutes exactly intermission and these women couldn't go to the bathroom and get back in time to see Topol's uh, like, uh, monologue. So we as ushers had to block the door while these angry women were yelling at us, like, let me in. I do you know how much I paid for this? Oh my god. And we had to be like, it's Topol's orders. You can't you can't go in. And uh yeah, it was it was tough. That you was know tough you've one. arrived. Or you're big leaguing it that much when you can like tell people not to go to the bathroom. Right. On your behalf. Yeah, yeah. I would never I couldn't if I'm late to something, I feel anxious. If I'm preventing someone from going to the bathroom, that's like ten times worse. I know, and I felt bad, but there was, you know, it's like the the ushers i think are the probably least powerful people in the whole theater world and they get the most uh shit from from the the people coming to the theater they do get to wear capes though at times that's true which is i i think puts you in a appearance of a position of power (laughs) i wore i've worn the cape before you have and it's because it's really cold in the winter in the front of that theater so they give you a cape to wear (laughs) and it's it's not great it doesn't keep you that warm i mean like like, who else wears capes like counts dukes yeah batman (laughs) superheroes superheroes always high status positions that's that's a good point yeah very good so it sounds like it's 10% 10% heat, 90% image then in the usher capacity? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, that is ridiculous. All right. Well, um, I will say the first segment I had had in mind for our job cast is uh, something I'm simply calling. Uh, let's just do a quick round of applause for crazy shit <laughs> that happened at work. 
Um, I did come up with a couple crazy shit that happened at work items. Um, but the first of which we do have to take a journey back in time. Oh, nice. Um, it is the year 19... I didn't actually think about it. I think in 1998 or 99, late, right. late 90s. Uh-huh. We are in Six Flags, Great America. <laughs> um, I was working, I tell people I was working as a singing waiter, which was technically true. So the best type of true. But it, it would imply when you hear that, that the job was like, hey, are you a waiter that can sing? Great, we'll hire you. Uh, when in reality, the job was you're a waiter, but you were also given loose guidelines. So if you wanted to be a singing waiter and that was your shtick, then that's what you were. And so that's sort of what I did for that summer at a uh, Southwestern themed restaurant, which no longer exists. Um, but anyway, so a bunch of crazy shit happened at work in that job. So I'll tell you two stories. The first one of which was uh, just a scary one. One of the managers was a kid who had um, a condition that he must have been epileptic. And he had, to, he had seizures one day. And it was terrifying. And I guess that's not uh, upbeat or, <laughs> or fascinating, but the crazy thing <laughs> happened at work was this dude almost died. Um, and it also dovetails with the second and final item of crazy shit that happened at work at uh, Six Flags, which was that same guy, the epileptic guy. Um, well, I had actually missed the seizure part, so I, I didn't. So this is all kind of an, uh, apocryphal because it's secondhand, but it did happen. I also was not there for this other event. So uh, you just have to take my, my word for, for this truth, uh, which is if you go behind this restaurant, it's right underneath the Raging Bull. It must have been a new coaster that summer, Raging Bull coaster. And this guy took the uh, hose we had out back to you know fill up the mop bucket and just sprayed it up at the passing Raging Bull <laughs> coaster, which was not a water ride. It's not a sanctioned <laughs> use of uh, park materials. Uh, he was immediately fired. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah, not a not a uh, not a not a smart move. Did people complain? They must have. Because um, I mean, like, it's, I think it depends on what age of park goer you are. Because if I was a kid, if a ride turned into a water ride, I would absolutely love yeah, that. Yeah. But if that happened to me right now, I'd be demanding a refund. Yeah, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I need to speak to your manager. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I that's how I'd start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ishai, what what was the ride at Great America where you go into the tunnel with all the lights? You remember that one? Um Demon? The Maybe. Demon. Yeah. yeah. You you just reminded me that I had some some horrible friends that used to go to Great America there and they would sit in the last car, the demon, and they would bring like handfuls of rocks. And then when they went under that tunnel, it was all those incandescent lights like there. Oh, and they would just whip rocks up oh, no. and they'd hear like pop, 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 pop as all these light bulbs like broke. Kids? They're the worst. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I had been there that day, that would have gone into my crazy shit that happened to work for yeah. uh, Six Flags. I got a bunch more. Any of you guys have any uh, crazy uh, work stories? I do. Uh, this would sort of coincide with another segment we have coming up, which would be, I guess, worst jobs. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. We're making so, segments. Yeah, I hate to jump the gun no, like this. No, no. Uh, I, I, so I can speak to it in more detail later, but I did have a phone sales job where I would call people who inevitably, uh, or not inevitably, but they clicked a pop-up ad that said they might win a free iPad or uh, uh, something like that and try to get them to sign up for online college. Uh, so there was no free iPad. No, well, I mean, I guess there was a contest at some point, but uh, like you had to agree to be contacted by like five companies in yeah, order to do that. Okay. That's yeah. a bummer. Uh, yeah, it was not fun <laughs> or easy, but uh, as you can imagine, it was like a classic sales environment. A lot of uh, powwows and pep rallies before we get on the phones. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we were happened to be at one of the pep rallies, 
in the morning. And some people love this job. Like they're real, you know, hashtag rise and grinds that uh, <laughs> just come in to work hard, play hard. Uh, they, like all people that you can imagine this is their first real job immediately bought like a sports car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's one guy, unfortunately, uh, to not to continue with the dark theme here, his father died. And uh, he was only going to he put in another week because he was going to have to move back home to help uh, take care of things. Sure. Uh, which was an interesting, you know, I mean, it, it, of course, the sales team needed to know about this. But at the same time, like uh, after just, you know, all hooting, hollering about how we were going to hit it hard on the phones that day, probably not the best time, but they did say we don't want to drop the mood and so this guy told us and he in tears said that you know this was killing him because he the sales team meant so much to him oh, uh, no. to be a part of it uh and then, <laughs> that's so, even sadder than his dad dying yeah really. i know and then the boss but then the boss put his arm around him and said you know take some time today we're all gonna come by and uh, pay our respects to mark uh, he's been an important part of this team yeah um you know life is life is short and we need to uh think about that we need to embrace the time that we have uh and reflect but that doesn't mean we don't need to hit it hard on the phones today. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I, was like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> that, that is... That, uh, I don't know what I would do in that situation if I was in charge, because I'd be like, I, I'd probably just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what what awful thing would have happened in your life for you to end up being in charge of something like that? Uh, you know? And how can you take it seriously? That's my... I have such yeah. difficulty in life ever kind of separating work mode from, like, real mode. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, it, like, uh, when I was... Uh, I worked retail back in, like, I, when the iPhone 4 came out. I was working at the Apple store at the time. Yeah. And there were people that are, like, career into apple so much where it's like a, the product comes out and they're all waiting and hooting and hollering and it's still a thing we got the phones this year and i was so taken aback by like just kind of how gross it felt they were all like Woo! <laughs> yeah uh you know i got obviously i was excited ish to you know get the new phone but i wasn't like yeah i don't you know didn't post about it or like <laughs> yeah. have my drone filming yeah. it or cheer me in the same deal as like when you're at a like at Walmart, got to start the day holding hands, doing like a cheer or something. Like, uh, like I don't think I can. Oh, do it. I hate all that. And, Couldn't and do it. That yeah. all that kind of stuff where they where they you know try to tell you that we're a team and they try to promote that kind of thing. And that's that's all just a scam to get you to work for less money. Yeah. You know, and to come in when you don't want to. You know, it's <laughs> like it. They try to promote that idea that it's like you owe. You know, this is our family, and you know. Yeah, I like, do love when they say the things like guys. The thing is, we spend more time with each other than sometimes we do with our families. Like, well, yeah. that's fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a nightmare. This is horrible. Yeah. I, What's uh, our nightmare sound? Ooh, oh, look at that. Nice, you got it. Nailed it. We are forced to be together for <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for 52 hours a week because it's holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, I, so I did my first job... Uh, was well, my first real job was at a grocery store, but my and I didn't like it very much. But uh, my second job was at Oberweiss Dairy, and I feel like it's been twenty years, so I don't need to hide what ice cream store I worked at. Yeah. It was Oberweiss, yeah. uh, overpriced, it, uh, overpriced. Hey, oh. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> Uh, you remember that commercial they used to have, and, and it was to the theme of Edelweiss? No. It was like, Oberweiss, Oberweiss. It sounded ominously German, yeah. you know? We, we were sketchy about having sound on our podcast, so we didn't have rights to, but if they can just straight up have, like, Edelweiss, Edel, yeah, melody, yeah. Like we're, we're, we're okay. But I, So I was thinking about, uh, and then this is another thing, too. I was thinking about how do I... 
how do I say that? I worked with a guy whose last name was the name of a, a famous Milwaukee serial killer uh, that uh, ate people. So if you if you can think think of that, but maybe I shouldn't say his name. But so uh, many of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but so so this guy he was like uh, he he was such a weirdo. He had he had like long blonde hair, like like a rock and roll kind of guy, and um, he was always like you know like saying like asking us about like you know are you fucking that bitch and like this <laughs> you know this kind of stuff and like he would take the broom and like put it between his legs like it was a big wiener and whack it around the back room and so stuff like a cool guy to have around fucking so cool just, i'm glad yeah, you i'm glad you picked up on that having to work all day yeah <laughs> but he so he, he he was you know interesting to work for uh but a friend of mine actually started hanging out with him like outside of him. and this and i think part of it was he was old enough to buy beer so we were all like 17 or whatever but but to me like the beer like the juice wasn't worth the squeeze for hanging out with this dude that that really <laughs> kind of scared me a little bit yeah. so he went to go pick up my friend one time and he and this was in western springs which is you know kind of a sleepy uh suburban town that i'm from uh and he pulls up to my friend's house and he's got this camaro and he's blasting insane clown posse, like super loud, so all the neighbors can hear it. And he's got, you know, that like oh, no. that head, like the thing on the windshield at the top of the windshield that like some cars have that it'll like say like if you have a Camaro, it'll say like Camaro, Camaro or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he had one custom made, and it said "People equal sign shit." Wow. <laughs> so he, he pulls into my oh, friend's man. driveway, Amazing. and he was like, "Get that, get out of here! Like, well, what are you doing, man?" Uh, and and so he so he was just a huge weirdo yeah. and one of his hobbies i mean i you know like he told us a story one time that he was he used to love to go to the strip club and he was like in love with this one stripper so he was like uh he, I'm in love with the he was in love with the stripper uh and he he told us he, he was like i don't have that drop <laughs> he's like i have this great plan to like really impress her he's like i'm gonna go there to the strip club dressed as a clown well, I mean, that'll just get, yeah. I mean, that'll catch your eye. And- I haven't seen the movie, but is this the plot of like the Joker movie? I mean, seriously, crazy? Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was so weird. And so the one final thing about this guy who, who also had the last name of a serial killer, um, he, he brought in this like leather mask one time and mm-hmm. he was like, uh, it looked like kind of like a bondage thing. And, uh, he was like, check this out. Isn't this awesome? And like at this point, I was like fully afraid of him. And I was like, oh, that's, yeah, it's real cool, man. It's awesome. And he was like, well, I'll make you one. And I was like, no, oh, it, no. You, don't, you don't need to do that. Don't, don't even worry about it, man. That's not leather. And, and he's like, no, 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 I'll make you one. And uh, he made me this mask. And it was like, uh, I quit the job pretty soon after. And I thought it was a gift. But then I heard through this other guy, the one that he pulled up in front of his house, he was like, hey, um, he wants 50 bucks for that mask. Oh, man. Oh, no. and, and I was like, can I just give it back? I don't like it. I don't like having it. It, it was scary. <laughs> it had like craziest story I've ever heard. chains yeah. over the mouth. And it was like, that's like f- fucked up. I think I might still have it. So I'm going to try to find it. Um, <laughs> Post it on the gram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my, my parents found it at one point and they were like, like, you know, what is this? And why do you, you know, why do you have, I mean, I think that they thought I, I had a whole weird lifestyle that I wasn't telling them about, but. I was like, no, it was just this guy gave it to me, but I never gave him the money for the mask. So I can't help but think that like 
the mask used to be his like underwear and you're like I'm mean, in a mask he'll never know it, it was it was so fucking and and this was all happening everything was an elaborate prank yeah, yeah. the decal on the car the, yeah. the last name oh, and, yeah. and this was a guy working at the ice cream shop too which is like so is so incongruous yeah. you know not yeah. only an ice cream an ice cream shop that had an Edelweiss parody song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Either that or like everyone in there was all like wearing masks under there. Yeah, our our true our, our true masks. True, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I was gonna add. Didn't didn't know how to quite get there. Um, I guess I have one more crazy job. Oh, story. crazy job! Let's see. Yeah. It. So, uh, I one of my first jobs out of college, which was uh, I worked in the Christmas shop at Marshall Fields, which is now Macy's. Ooh, nice. Uh, and well, David Sedaris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. We right. so we opened in August, which was a terrible time to start. But then uh, it was all leading up to Black Friday, which yeah. I and my family traditionally never participated in. Not because we thought it was wrong or anything. It was just like we had a restaurant and worked all day on thanksgiving so and i no think way. it wasn't as much of a thing right in right like the mid early 90s i thought it wasn't i was like there's no way and so like we were instructed we had to get to the store at 4 a.m uh because they were going to open at five and uh there were already lines outside of the door and this uh, th- you said this was after college so this yeah, would be so 2004 like 2004 2005 okay uh so they <laughs> as i was trying to get in like people were pulling on me trying to get into the store like First of all, like, what are you going to do? You can't buy anything. Yeah. What, what is the yeah. point of this? But even though, I yeah. mean, it was still a fairly modest amount of people. But uh, so I was like, this won't be that bad. But in that hour, I guess tons more people accumulated. Yeah. Because like they would always have this thing when they opened the store, a bell would ring that sounded like a school bell, like you were getting out of class. So it was oh, like, no. ding, ling, ling, ling. <laughs> it was quiet for a few seconds and the shop was in the basement. And I just remember hearing like, doom, 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 doom. And it was people sprinting down the escalator to Jesus. get into this thing. And just within maybe 90 minutes, the whole place was torn apart. Yeah. We had these door busters, which was a ornament that you would get if you spent a certain amount of money, which we ran out of like almost immediately yeah and i had all these conversations with people where i was like we're, i'm sorry we're out of the the radco ornament i, I, I didn't mean to and then these people were like, you know why you're out of them because you never had them in the first place oh <laughs> so i would be like jesus <laughs> where's your christmas spirit yeah uh yeah, was but, it so this was just seasonal work right just for yeah yeah but i mean like it went august through january so that's like that's a solid chunk of time yeah right uh and but and then another thing that people would do is they would come in all the time and just dream up some christmas stuff that they wanted even though it was not a thing that we had or advertised they would be like do you have any uh wine glasses with the 12 days of christmas depicted on each one of them <laughs> what <laughs> not google where did you <laughs> now now you had mentioned our last episode that you sometimes play santa claus this is separate from that this you weren't a separate thing you yeah. were just rudy at this store i was myself yeah, yeah. i did have a red apron which <laughs> like mrs claus yes uh but like whenever that would happen i would just make up i would be like i think we have those on the 12th floor uh, <laughs> just being like well i'll never see that person again <laughs> yeah. they're not gonna make their way back down 12 floors to be <laughs> yeah. like, i went up there there were no wine glasses oh they must just run out <laughs> no rudy can i ask you did did you am i remembering this correctly wasn't there kind of a cool floor at marshall fields and i yeah. mean temperature wise yeah so i mentioned we started in august yeah and the the shop didn't open until uh september but august was all setting up so okay. we'd have to get there before the yeah. store opened and they wouldn't turn on the air conditioning yeah. until the store opened to i'm assuming save money 
but at that time, they did have a room where they stored fur coats. Yeah. But they had to keep it 50 degrees. Yeah. So a lot of times I would work for about an hour, and then I would just go to that floor and take a nap for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I remembered that, right? Yeah. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about first jobs or early jobs. Yeah. Um, I'll start us off real quick with uh, the fact my first job is also my greatest source of shame job. Mm. It's not technically my first job, but it's early. And it is selling Cutco. Oh, I know someone else who did that. Yeah, Horrible (laughs) source of shame and guilt. The problem is that that's now even uh, 20-something years later, people will still think, Oh, you sold me Cutco. And I'm like, oh, no. That's a (laughs) lifelong source of guilt and shame. Because at the time, I think it was 17, you don't really understand that it's a horrible MLM scheme. You don't understand. Are these knives like kind of shitty anyway? Like none of that is is on the radar. All I... I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Um, How did you you find that job? Absolutely horrible. I think... I think it would have been in the classifieds. This was like wow. in the Stone Age. I probably called them on a rotary phone. <laughs> um, but uh, that job was horrible. Uh, you had to make appointments to sell knives. I was a horrible salesman. Yeah. Um, everyone who did it did it out of obligation. Uh, you made nothing except for one time. This this uh, kid in my like youth group. His mom bought like the biggest possible set they could have. Yeah, wow. it was like two thousand dollars. I think I Jesus. made like five hundred bucks or whatever. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, but I still feel guilty about it. Yeah, five. I mean, I hope she still got them. Hope they worked out. But at the same time, I'm like, no one should. You know, this is a horrible job. I would say if people remember it, like uh, you run into people that still have their knives, that's a test. I guess to you're the right. This is also quality a, of the product. This is yeah. a bit of a reveal into just how Ishai views himself. A lot of self-loathing, <laughs> a lot of hate going on. But yeah. That job, first job. So, how many sets do you think you sold? Not many. Yeah. I, what's funny though is that I do recall you had you wouldn't like you didn't like go to work, you know, but they would make you physically ambulate to a location once a week to kind of pep you up. Yeah. To kind of like re re engineer <laughs> the you know the like brainwashing scheme or whatever. Yeah. And that and there were a few times when I happened to have just sold like one knife. So I used to get like people would be like, oh look at each guy. Like what's the applause one? <laughs> nope. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Um and they think, wow, you this dude's crushing it. When in reality I think I I'm sure I was like net negative. You know, I broke even. Did you have like a chart with your sales? Yes, something. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like a really, night, like a big, like a bar chart with yeah. the knives. And the, all of the Cutco, look, I'm sure it's, if the, they are still around, but they're all very sketchy rented uh, office spaces that are temporary and kind of like card table situation. Yeah, like, I don't know if there you could you can't really send mail there. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, Everything about it was just so sketchy. They, I, so my my friend that sold Cutco. He tried to sell it to my mom. I don't know if you've heard this story. Oh, right? yeah. I've you were, it. yeah. The, I, I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. Again. I want to I say he called, he called my, you know, he said, oh, you know, can I speak to, Miss, you know, and, and got my mom. I think it was the day her dad died. It was either the day that her, oh, that her dad died or it was the day of the funeral. Yikes. And uh, he started going into his spiel and she just cut him off like, 
Matt, my mom or my dad died today, so I, I just can't talk to you about this. <laughs> so wow. I think he felt real bad about that one. <laughs> well, how, how many yeah, knives did she buy? Oh, zero. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I think it was just a convenient excuse for her. She never. She never would have bought knives from him. Yeah. I thought, did you deliver the knives when you sold them? No, you. Um... You had to, it was basically just ordering them. You like literally filled out an order form and then they got shipped. Yeah. I was, I wondered if it was like, you know, like when a real estate agent sells a house and they give like a, a Tiffany uh, keychain. Yes. The- you know, I think the guys that did it seriously, there were guys that were, you know, in their like 30s, you know, grown ups that did it back then. Yeah. Uh, and they would actually, you remind me, they had their own stash. It wasn't really a thing, like you could do whatever, really. They had their own stash of like vegetable peelers, which were like 30 bucks each or something, <laughs> just to have a, a thing to like goose a sale, be like, and you can have this brand new doodle to do if you like whatever. Yeah. That type of shit I was so bad at. Um, this is, doesn't this seem like something from before the times of the internet? Yeah. You know, because now it's like you could just go it to Amazon. Like before even the times of like the 90s. Yeah, it's right. Like I, an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything was, families gather around the knife sales. <laughs> you're right. Oh, everything was yeah, so you're right. Crazy. It's like the music <laughs> man. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so, and I guess I shouldn't deride the knife. The knives were fine, but the biggest problem is that you cannot fucking sharpen them. You have to literally send them back. And like, who the hell is going to do that? Wait, what? You, we did it once, like a few years ago. And the knives, indeed, after 20-something years, <laughs> were pretty dull. And we, they came back so sharp. And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe they don't suck. But we, we, did they charge you for that? No, they, it was, you got to just for whatever. So you can't do the, you know, this, this thing with the stick right, that can. comes with regular knives? I mean, I think I, I'm now this is, I'm never was the expert. And certainly I'm not one now. If you've got a straight edge, then yeah, you could all, all day long. But the rest of their brand is based on this like special kind of serrated oh, blade okay. that you can't sharpen unless yeah. they do it. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, as far as first jobs, let's just say that one, and it sucked. Yeah. Sorry, no, I hate to dwell on this, but so you mail the knives back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this happened. Sounds like you might have a sale. Yeah. <laughs> um, they came back. They're probably uh, still sharp, but yeah. it was a whole arts and craft afternoon about packaging them up. Well, I have to imagine. And then physically, thing. yeah. It was like we didn't have like, well, stamps.com. Like the post office was still involved in this whole ordeal. Yeah. Uh, and Rudy, did did I was gonna like uh, not to change the subject, but did you work during during in high school? So I uh, besides I, at your at your parents' restaurant. Uh, no, that was the only place that I worked. Yeah, um, uh, my family had a restaurant that's no longer in existence called the Saberum. Yeah, uh, closed down about two years ago. Uh, but I spent pretty much my entire life working there uh, until I went to college. Yeah. Uh, so like, and now I think back at like, God, how stupid was I? But like, because uh, I was spent like my entire from from a toddler i had a crib in the office uh <laughs> and then when i was finally like conscious and could do things like all i wanted to do was work there for some reason so yeah. like i like and every job i would have would just be an extension of what i could see from where i was so like wow. we used to have like an off-duty cop sit in the lobby as the uh security yeah so i not that this is a job but my grandma did give me a few dollars for it i decided i was going to be a security guard as well so nice. i would show up in a policeman's outfit and stand next to the cop yeah uh do you, do you have any photos of that because that's fantastic that, i don't have any photos of that yeah but we do have several photos of then after that 
uh, because like there was some sort of an I- incident that like <laughs> the cop needed to do actual cop things. Yeah, and I was trying to help out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like at a crime yeah, scene. So I, like, uh, were you putting those parents, little cards by where the bullet casings were? Yeah, my parents decided I would sit in the kitchen then from there on out. Yeah, uh, when they were working, so I I would just sit in the kitchen, and then I decided I really wanted to wear plastic gloves and help cook things. Uh-huh. I, I vividly remember thinking like an important part of cooking is wearing plastic gloves. Oh, yeah. mm. So they allowed me to wear plastic gloves and sit and put parsley on the plates for each. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's good. Dinner that went out. And, uh, how, how old do you think you were when you started doing that? Oh, probably three. Wow. Four at the most. Child labor laws. So were, did yeah. you, um, was, was it like you literally worked there or was it like you're gonna work there and like here's your allowance? Uh, no, I literally worked there. Wow. Uh, as a matter of fact, my first labor dispute ever came when I was nine years old, because uh, at that point I was in the coat room checking coats. Yeah, and it was fifty cents per garment. But a lot of times people would uh, give a dollar and be like, well, "I don't expect any change." Yeah, and walk away. So what the like older person that was in there with me told me to do was uh, separate, like count out how many coats there were. Uh, and then we could take 50 cents off of that as our tips. Yeah. So like then we would, uh, you know, end up walking away with some money because right. they were paying above what they were supposed to be paying. Yeah. Which my mom said, no, we, that's our money. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was saying. It sounded ridiculous. Yeah. To me. <laughs> so I really fought hard on that one, but I lost. She, your your and, mom's like Uber. Don't they like steal your tip money too? Like uh, that? I don't know. Yeah. I, she would then start coming by every hour and taking the money. That <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be on your mom's side in this one. Yeah. I think if anything, you could have like brokered a deal where it's like, all right, <laughs> you get, you know, like 20%. <laughs> Uh, I, I gotta, I, I gotta I be on the side of the working man. mind. Would, uh, <laughs> was, yeah. really, was able to make that connection, but uh, yeah. yeah uh, so I got out of there real quick, and then I became a real kitchen employee and did that like pretty much until the place closed down. Yeah, uh, along with other jobs, but uh, that was like my main source of income in high school. Yeah, right. uh, but yeah, I would get which was pretty solid twenty dollars anytime I checked coats. Nice. Uh, I, I think I got like five when I was putting parsley on plates. Yeah. But, uh, it's still pretty good for like a three-year-old. Yeah. Uh, but going back to that, there was a, another incident where like somebody threw a fit and was like, uh, he, you should get out of here. This is a, there's in the way or whatever. I don't know. It was probably an emotionally night, which happened a lot in the kitchen. Uh, and so I was so distraught by that, that they had to convince me that it was important to have me there. So they started calling me big helper. (laughs) (laughs) And now I know what I'm calling you from now on. (laughs) I've never had a fun nickname. Uh, Well, no work nicknames. No, nothing. Will just various mispronunciations so. of my actual name. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. It was always hard to get a nickname because I have such a like chantable name. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Famously, famously yeah. chantable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you, Will? First job. Uh, my my first job after like I did a little dog walking, did some babysitting. Um, but then my first job was at Tischler's in uh, Uptown Western Springs, which yeah. is a uh, uh, you might know it as the grocery store that was featured in the Matt Damon vehicle Contagion. Ooh, yeah, wow, that's yes. right. Um, and uh, it it was one of the only places that would hire fifteen year olds. Uh, so I remember I was skateboarding uh, with with this dude Matt, and he had like these like cool new skateboarding jeans. Remember how like the 
skateboarding. They had like skateboarding clothes. You know, like he had like Etnies pants or something. Yeah. You know, and I were, I were Jenkos ever skateboarding? Not really, because they Jenko. were like too baggy. Like uh, were they for rollerblading? Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. Like um, I don't know. I was never really in rollerblading culture. Yeah. We, we would always poo-poo that as skateboard, even though I was terrible at skateboarding. Yeah, I would poo-poo the rollerbladers, <laughs> but um. But he had these cool jeans and they were like 55 bucks. And I'm sitting there with like my, my mom used to buy these jeans called rustlers. They were like a knockoff Wrangler. Oh, knockoff yeah. Wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> and because they were on sale every year at like Venture or something, you get them for $8 a pair. So we'd always go during like rustler uh, sale time. They were embarrassing jeans. They weren't the cut I liked. And so this, this guy had these, he's, these terrific jeans that I was jealous of. And he's like, yeah, I work at Tischler's. You know, and I, I, you know, I, I work three days a week and I get $90 every two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> shit, I gotta do that. You know, like, so as soon as I turned 15, I was like, I went and applied and, and you're supposed to have a work permit, but they didn't care. And, uh, so I started working there in the same thing, like three days a week. And, um, you know, it was, it was horrible. It was like, you were a stock boy and a, um, and a bagger <laughs> and, uh, like they, you know, depending on who your manager was, like sometimes you'd get a milk crate out, like for when you were, we'd have to do something called facing, which is where you take all like the cans and stuff and you bring them all to the front of the shelf. Yeah. But then I you do that anyway. Anytime I go to like our shitty jewel on Howard, you do anywhere. it for them. I always do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, if it's someone like reached behind it to get the whatever one and yeah, it's all yeah. fucked up when I get there. Yeah. I'll definitely kind of real not, you know, do you, you, straight, you, do you straighten them? Yeah. I'll what? do a little stock and blocking. Yeah. You might've enjoyed this job. Uh, I mean, it is kind of like if you, if you like to put things in order, I mean, we did a lot of that, but I, um, oh, what was I going to say, uh, the managers were like to a person well everyone working there was weird everyone that was like i mean it made sense for like the other 15 year olds that were working there like because it was the only place you could work and then we could like they they would like turn the other way when we'd smoke cigarettes in the basement of this grocery store and like when we were like mopping depending who the manager was after the place was closed we would smoke in the aisle of a grocery store (laughs) and you just flick your butt like sometimes you'd be walking through tischler's in the morning you'd see a cigarette butt in the aisle and that was from the stock boys mopping at the end of the day uh but we we i worked with one guy and i i i wish i knew his real name so i could look him up but we used to just call him lurch and uh he looked just like lurch from the adams family he was like super tall and skinny and like kind of snaggle toothy i'll make the most common tall guy nickname yeah. is lurch yeah. yeah but this guy Who hasn't known a lurch in their day this guy really looked like lurch like usually it's like like we would call him lurch to his face and he was he was nonplussed by it yeah i don't think it has to be a derisive name necessarily no. yeah hey you know tall guy you know I, well lurch. i would be very hurt okay. if someone was calling, if it's calling me lurch yeah. but he he like he was kind of weird he was real weird and he drove this old lincoln and he was a stock boy just like us but he was like 20 or something or 22 yeah. you know like some something something bad had happened in his life that that brought him there but we used to have this canned music that would come on and it would play like it would play the same songs over and over 
So, like, at this, this was 1997. So, it would play the ones I remember were Ben Folds Five, Brick would play all the time. Classic. Uh, downer and, for a. Oh, such store. a downer. I know. And I hated that song because of that. That song's like, it's a downer. And then when you learn what it's about, like, oh, it's even more of a downer. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It sounds sad and it's about getting an abortion. Uh, but do then, you think of it every Christmas? I do. Yeah. Especially like on the. the next I wake day. up at 6 a.m. <laughs> day after Christmas. Day after. They, yeah, you just, they call that Boxing Day in Canada, but it's Ben Folds 5, Brick yeah. Day for us. Uh, uh, I can't imagine like heading into work and then having to like face items under this sad ass. This is, I'm, I'm sitting on a milk crate pulling cans of Campbell's soup forward in the shelf for, for four seventy five an hour. I wouldn't mind kicking off my day like this. <laughs> I mean, because I, I find like, uh, I've recently, my discovery for myself at least is that uh, music that I play, uh, you, you know, you try and play like happy mu- music to yeah. fix your sad mood. That doesn't work. You got to play sad music to ride it out. Oh, just to like lean interest in, yeah. lean into the so, sad. Like, if you're starting a day at a job you don't like, uh, like why not listen to a little brick? Yeah, you know, I can I can see that because then if you play happy music, it's like darkly ironic. Yeah, happy you know? music when you're not happy it yeah. does not make you happy. It just makes you more whatever you are. If yeah. you're hungover, you're true. so unhappy. <laughs> yeah. The little bit of joy you get out of this is that you can smoke while you mop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't really want to listen to like, I'm walking on sunshine. Right. That's going on. <laughs> well, so the other one that, that we used to play all the time is that Celine Dion Titanic song. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and it was kind of, and this would happen when I was ushering too that like if you see like a show over and over like first you really like it and then you get to a point where you don't like any of the songs but then it comes back around and it's it's like it's like grooved a neural path in your brain where you now like are obsessed with it so with this this uh with the titanic song like we used to all the stock boys we used to all sing it and I remember I was walking around in Tischler's just singing like near or far. And then Lurch comes like the we're at either end of these aisles and he's singing it too. this big dude like wherever you are. <laughs> and uh, it was such it was a joyous moment in a sad, sad place. Oh, I, yeah. I legitimately taught myself the main theme of that on the tin whistle. Oh, did you? Yeah, I wish I wish I. I have a tin whistle. Oh, all right. Can, can we can we, we make can that do. happen? All right, let's do it. Is that part of your singing waiter job? All right, hold on. Yeah. I'll be right back. I'm gonna all get right. the tin whistle. You guys all vamp. Right. All right, we're gonna vamp. <laughs> all right, so I'm just gonna chime in here uh, to say that Will did not find the tin whistle. So, back to the show. We have. Do you know how many? Uh, are we doing the show right now? All right. I yeah. mean, I never stop recording. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> how okay. much? How much time do we know? How much time that an actual song that you can play? So I think none. But none. Will has evidently Googled it more. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I. I think from from what I understand, as long as you're commenting over it, commenting on the song, uh, that you can you can play like even like a whole song. Oh, but okay. but if you're just playing like. And then, but then I think you need like mechanical rights if you're using it as like a stinger or something or uh, something. You know what I mean? Then never mind. But also, we're not making any money off this, so yeah. th- you know, I don't know. Yeah, I say we should just do they whatever we us. want. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I really don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. You know. All right, there are the very first Google result does lead to some uh, scary myth. Myth one: the thirty second rule. Common misconception is that you can use it for less than thirty seconds. Yeah, not true. So, or you can't just give credit and then it, it's okay. But 
Yeah. Yeah, I would uh, imagine 30 seconds is like a tenth of the song. Yeah, that's people that just assumed if iTunes previews can or do 30. it, then I can play it forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's um and it like uh, other media companies now, like uh, Anchor, who I think just got bought by Spotify. Uh, they're like a production company that makes podcasts and you can use them to re- to produce your own like this. We could have used to record, produce this podcast and then you use their app and it bakes in, you know, their music, but it's separated somehow where like it's technically your podcast and like there's this music over it. But this company has the rights to the music part, mm. which is somehow never actually affiliated directly with your podcast. OK, so it's like played in concert. But I think technically like your audio file didn't have the sound on it. And and they own the mechanical rights I to think, it. And is I'm that what kind it, of uh, yeah. this is uh, Google that. This is my vague understanding of something that I didn't do any research on. <laughs> I I just I feel like we should you know we should just wing it and who cares? I mean it's not it's not like we're playing whole songs for people to rip or or, or yeah. whatever you know. It's probably it's probably an off. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just play this on repeat the whole yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I think it's as long and then parody is always. Is always, uh, you know, right. You can you can do whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Next podcast will be we'll legal think, legal cast. Legal cast. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we should bring in a lawyer. Oh yeah, we know a bunch of lawyers. Or just call lawyers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we can just call them on the phone. Should we? Well, I'm, I'm trying to think. What lawyer could we call right now? Glenn Lerner. <laughs> yeah. I know you, the phone number. Yeah. What is it? One Glenn Lerner is the lawyer for you. Call two 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 twenty two twenty two. Yeah, you know what I just found out about those places what? that um, I, I I can't remember if we were talking about this, but that all that is is like a call center. Yeah, and they and then they farm it out to like a local law firm, and they take a chunk. Oh, so there's no like it's just the, like Glenn Lerner is just the face of uh, uh of like a call center where they farm out. So the real business genius is like call center guy. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and I think all of it is just ambulance chaser, personal injury stuff, you know, just. No, it's, uh, what is that where you get your, if you have a structured settlement? Oh, oh God, that's terrible too, because it's trying to like steal, I mean, essentially it's just stealing people's money, yeah. giving you like, like a bad payday loan. Right. Uh, this sounds very like Breaking Bad. This is very depressing. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys uh, put in for the Equifax, like give everyone money? claim no like there's a big class action or whatever for, did you yeah because i think technically everyone like everyone's data got stolen right the equifax breach i think uh entitled everyone to a certain amount of like actual money they were going to give you but every like too many people did it yeah to the point they realized they were going to give out literally fractions of a penny at yeah. this point yeah so i'm kind of anticipating a check that's right. going to be for like a cent yeah you know? <laughs> We'll have to do a callback pod if that actually comes to fruition. <laughs> and you, would you even cash that? I think I would just frame it. Oh yeah, no, or something. No. But the, every now and then, I the, I get an email or a, you know somehow a physical piece of mail about a class action. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take a slice of that, yeah. and then you get you know, <laughs> ten bucks or whatever because I bought a ticket on Ticketmaster in 2008. Yeah, know, and it turns out that they're whatever they fucked me over somehow. And yeah. <laughs> So Isha, I was going to like back to the the topic at hand. Did you, besides Cutco, did you work in high school? Um, actually, Cutco was right. At, I think I was right during college. I didn't have a job in high school. Yeah. But um, the first jobs, jobs I had were in middle, like junior high. Okay. Like raking leaves. There was actually a program at Wilmette called like Will Work, where 
all the kids could like register basically. Huh. And then like, you know, people around the community, if they wanted to hire some like 12 year old to like mow their lawn, they could just hit up will work. Yeah. And, uh, I guess will that's like every job you've had. Yeah, it's always will been will work, will work for me. Yeah. Um, but I was in the will met, you know, will work program. I was horrible at it. I think technically the first uh, job uh, I had was weeding someone's garden plot in the will met community garden. Oh, yeah. Uh, they didn't want to let me go though. <laughs> so one day they said, or one week, they're like, all right, hey, we're going to be out of town. We'll let you know when we're coming back. And I've been waiting for like 30 years. <laughs> they never called me back. And the other one was uh, when we, uh, my friend and I would rake leaves. He also registered on it. Uh, but we were paid hourly or like we set it up that way. Yeah. And so we're, we're basically de-incentivized incentivized to like be good leaf rakers and be like, wow, if we're slow and shitty, then like we yeah, get paid right. more. It's great. <laughs> yeah um needless to say i don't think either job was very long long lasting i used to always i used to like shovel snow and stuff like that for the neighbors i remember doing that and then babysitting was 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 the first thing i always used to know i remember one time i was babysitting for my cousin's kids and the the one the one little girl uh she liked uh those little things of uh like cheese with the little like breadsticks you know those things but she would call it sticks and cheese she was probably like three or four years old. So I thought it'd be real funny if she was like, can I have some sticks and cheese while she was watching TV? So I was like, yeah, sure. So I, I went and gathered some sticks in the backyard and then just brought like a chunk of cheese down to her. And I was like, here you go. And she did not laugh. She just burst into tears. Oh, <laughs> like, no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Too sophisticated a level of humor for that. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was only for me, you uh-huh. know. <laughs> I never babysat. Yeah, Never me neither. Uh. To this day, I get well. Technically, maybe I've been a co-babysitter. Uh, but, yeah, but now it's like because our friends have kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a whole other level. I I dog sat, but those those jobs have dried up because our friends can afford to pay real people to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I can't. I find kind of insulting because I feel like I did a good enough job and I'm paying. I'm being paid less than uh, Petco or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is kind of insulting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, uh, we got a cat sitter, you know, that we now just have on call, but we used to, my sister also lives in the city, uh, and also has cats. Uh, we used, we used to kind of like, well, cats at your cat, but it turns out to be a huge pain in the ass. And then at one point we kind of just mutually agreed like, all right, and we're not doing any more family cat sitting gigs. <laughs> Because, yeah, I don't have to, you know. What What do you even, because I, I watch my aunt's cat when they're gone, too, that lives by here, and it there is nothing yeah, to it. Yeah, the, the issue is physically just feeding it, going all the all the way to the other apartment. Yeah. If it takes, like, half an hour, then it's like, well, it's not worth any amount of money at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. A billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. An hour to get there and back. Um, that might uh, be a good segue into a next segment uh, I like to call... BuzzFeed style questions. <laughs> um, so these are going to be uh, questions in the style of BuzzFeed articles. I'm not going to lie. The first one is literally from BuzzFeed. All um, right. And it's, of course, on our theme. Uh, and so to that end, uh, may, might I ask you, gents, uh, what ridiculous dream job were you destined to do? Huh. All right. I have a couple. <laughs> Wait, okay. So, when when you're talking about this, because uh, does this mean if money is no object, what would you want to do, or does this mean like, yeah, like you how know, would you change the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna interpret 
this this is an actual BuzzFeed question. So I'll say they let's just pick uh, a job that may not actually exist, but you're good at it. And uh, if you could do it for your job, oh, then uh, that's what you would be. All right. Yeah. It's an interesting way. To I don't know. That. That's like I'm reinterpreting the question because they did say ridiculous dream job. Yeah. Implying that it has to be that it doesn't exist. Yeah. R- Rudy, what what do you do? You have something? Uh, in, I got to think for a minute. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I don't know if I had mine. Didn't make, I had a few answers chambered too, but yeah, yeah. Could, really tell us yours because then that'll give us an idea of what to. Uh, um, well, now I'm not even sure this makes sense. All right. The first dream, the <laughs> dream job I have. Uh, if someone were to pay me for this, I'd be crushing it, which is uh, holding up one end of a fake telephone conversation. It's an occasion that happens more often than you'd think. And every time I'm in it, I'm like, I crush the shit out of that fake conversation. Um, a lot of uh, walking home, you know, from the train to the apartment. It's a little bit, you know, like maybe if I'm on the phone, I look a little less, I'm going to mug this guy. That happens. Or just, uh, I'm trying to think, come up with another reason that doesn't make me sound crazy for why I would be having one end of a conversation. But anyway, the key part of a fake phone conversation is just specifics. So like uh, not just, you know, uh, talking about something random, but having to like follow up and ask clarifying questions. So yeah, it'll be uh, like, uh, one second, hang on. I got to take this call real quick. Hey, no, we're doing the podcast. Well, um, I think like 16, right? Isn't that a- what she said? He's actually holding up a phone to his um, ear. Um, well, let me tell, I can't really, I'm doing too many things at once. So, all right. So <laughs> yeah, no, the first one. And then the second one. Okay. All right, do all three. All right. Well, I mean, you remember what happened the last time, though, right? <laughs> right? This is no, no, Ishai no, no. walking thinking, past Greenpeace. You're thinking of like two times ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. This is taking up long, way longer than it's supposed to be just for the pod. All right. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. Put it on real quick. <laughs> hey, this time I got to go real quick. All right. All right. Bye. That was, that was very so, good. Right? And that looked real. All right. So, yeah. Part of it. That yeah. deserves that. Woo! I don't have the button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Greenpeace. Great call. That's yeah. definitely a fake conversation. You know, part of the issue with the AirPods or whatever, like Bluetooth, doesn't you have to like look down to like make people know that you're like on the phone. Wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, I, you know what I do is I, I'll grab the, because uh, I definitely do that when, when I walk past all those, the people asking to sign for stuff. And I'll grab because I've just got the regular ones. But you know how the little speaker thing is on your right ear? Oh, yeah. I'll pull it like to my mouth and then, you know, be like, yeah, yeah you know, do, do that. I can't do it as, as well as <laughs> no, you. But I, I, I bought it. I th- thought but, someone was calling you. I, speaking of that job, the, so where I work now, there's a an office that recently opened up down the hall from us that is staffs all of those people. Uh, and the, oh, it no. is the most bonkers office I've ever seen. Like <laughs> it is, it's so spread out. It's like twice the size of our company's office, yeah. which is a pretty big company. But the in it, they just have foosball tables and ping pong tables. And Greenpeace? Like, yeah, no, not it's not Greenpeace. They do all of them. Oh, so all do, those people yeah. on the street that so bother they do you? Greenpeace, Animal Rights, uh, Red Cross. So that tells that, me that the people that are doing that, they just signed up to like be obnoxious they didn't even have a cause they were just like one of these oh, things will fit 
No, it's like a total boiler room setting. They have to show up in like three piece suits and like dressed to the nines. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's uh it's a situation where it's like twenty five year olds managing twenty two year olds. Oh, so God, and they like play like Eminem's Lose Yourself and are all like screaming the lyrics down the balls. Jesus. Like, we're doing an actual job. So they show up and they're in all dressed up, which we were like so much speculation on why that is. Now at the we the whole floor shares a men's and women's bathroom that has two stalls in each of those. Yeah. So when they show up, they're all dressed up. Then they have to change into street clothes to go sell Greenpeace. Uh, and yeah. then... <laughs> what so, is the, It's a scam, right? I mean, it's it's it must be. Yeah. So they... Like, everybody in the building hates them. Yeah. This is Rudy in the background. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But so at any rate, they... Uh, <laughs> They have to go to the, this bat, this tiny bathroom to change, and it's like twenty to thirty people at a time, all crammed in this bathroom. Oh god! Uh, and the best is like again, these are a bunch of like rise and grinds, like putting in the work. And so, yeah. Uh, they so like you'll hear because everybody else won't go in the bathroom while they're changing, but I just do. Uh, and like so, you'll hear the conversation where, like, "You going out with Tanya today, bro? Learn." A lot. <laughs> so, like, but we finally figured out the reason that they're they show up all dressed up is because if they hit their sales numbers, then a party bus takes them to a club for the night. Huh. So, oh man! <laughs> wow. So, like, when you're in the bathroom, which is just our, our like nondescript, like sad work bathroom, there's all these like 22 <laughs> year olds changing out of suits or into suits, and yeah. they all have colognes lined up on the sink. Oh, oh man! <laughs> And it's fantastic. And it's like uh, these companies are just squeezing the youth and energy out of these people. I'm sure by the time they're even oh, in their yeah. mid-20s, they're like depressed and cynical. so much because they're all like, you know, they're either coming from a party or whatever. It's like, so they got to be drunk. And yeah. like, I'll see people in the hallway crying and a, like a boss being like, yo, listen, yesterday <laughs> you crushed it. You're going to hit those numbers again. <laughs> <laughs> like that type of thing. Well, lose yourself is blasting in the room, yeah. and everybody else is going nuts. I because <laughs> if get I had to ride the party bus to whatever club they're going to, oh, <laughs> it's this is this is soul crushing stuff. I don't know how you could see this every day and not <laughs> despair at humanity. Part of me wants to hire him because I'd be like, I have a less shitty job that people don't want. <laughs> <Right, yeah. laughs> like, if you're willing to do this, you can come and work for me. Yeah. <laughs> also, the thought of having to then go to like a club after a long day sounds horrible. Oh to me. yeah, like, right. Oh, you are de incentivizing. Yeah. These, but these are the types of people that want to do yeah, it. They're I, like I know, I know. Gucci loafers, like the kind of trousers that you can see their ankles. <laughs> oh yeah, very trendy. <laughs> I still don't feel guilty about my fake phone conversations to avoid interacting with them oh the why should you? no no yeah not at all it's just such a bad system and like how do they they clearly must get some people to sign it yeah but i can't it's but i think crazy. it's like it's got to be like those ratios like when they send out spam emails where it's like well you know like the yeah the the cost return it's like we send out a million of these and if three people respond yeah. you know then it's then i what i get mad about is when i'm walking back from lunch and i like somebody they one of them tries to sell me i'm like you know me from the bathroom yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm not buying this yeah, yeah. i'll take a spritz of dolce and gabbana but all right so that's my uh dream job fake own conversation having that or i guess whistling if whistling could be a job <laughs> yeah. you are a great whistler yeah very, you're yeah. terrific <laughs> um i you know I, I've, I've been thinking about this late and this is kind of kind of a serious answer but i've made like this that uh old fella that i made friends with on an airplane that i've been hanging out with recently no need for explanation yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it uh 
but uh, like uh, I'll hang out with him and like part of like so he's 84 and part of your life when you're 84 is like just kind of being lonely and bummed out and uh, so I I kind of enjoy just cheering him up like it's uh, kind of fun so if I could just cheer people up for like a job real answer all right like uh just like kind of like it sounds so lame but like a kind of like a life coach a little bit like uh i think i would really enjoy doing that you know it's uh it's kind of fun yeah that gets an applause for me (laughs) it'd be interesting to see kind of a low-key life coach because they always have to be like seemingly semi-coked out yeah right yelling at you yeah (laughs) because i feel like um uh at, at my last job that that um that i had it was a lot of i i can't i can't talk about it but i it was a lot of listening and empathizing and uh i think i got kind of good at that so i I wouldn't mind just doing that and listening and uh you know and uh yeah i don't know yeah and yeah like in in kind of a low-key way yeah Yeah. because it's not like you know like, cause I feel like a lot of those guys are, are sort of like trainers, you know, where it's like, right. or, or like those managers of those places you were talking about, like, yeah. you're going to crush it today. You know, <laughs> those yeah. guys are the, the most dead inside. I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, one time when I was at my, uh, online college sales job, one of those guys like was assigned to work with me cause they were on the brink of firing me, but I was like <laughs> such a fixture around the office. They felt like it might like ruin morale so they were gonna well, you were kind of good at it too right yeah, I, I started out good but then when i lost uh interest in it i've i've plummeted usually how jobs fast. go yeah yep. uh but like one of the guys like he was like gonna sit with me and he listened to my phone calls so i'd be like hey uh i should I, i'll give you the script i would have to call people and say hi uh my name is rudy void i'm calling from american intercontinental university you recently requested some information about our online degree programs oh, and man. i'd like to ask you just a couple of questions to see if we can get the correct information out <laughs> to you whoa it's like i who would sit through that you sound like the micro machine man yeah but i'd say that and then like every so often you'd be like oh, some college yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh shit i don't know where the second page of the script is <laughs> i never made it this far yeah but like one time somebody actually talked to me and this guy this coach listened to me and he was like at, and so the guy was like well i don't know i i can't really right now maybe i'm maybe next week and i was like okay all right so it'd be it's be all right if i give you a call back next week uh, and the guy's like, yeah, call me next week. And then I hung up. And then so then this guy was like, what are the odds you think you're going to hear from this guy next week? And I was like, I don't know. He said he would. I take him at his word. And he was like, if you were going to ask out a hot girl, what would you do? Would you say, oh, can I have your number? Oh, maybe I'll call you next week. No, because it ain't hot no more. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> that was actually what he said to me. It yeah. ain't hot no more. <laughs> Which at the time I was like, what a fucking asshole. But then I was like, I guess he's kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> But also, that guy was probably a predator, or oh, yeah. or, or like one of those um, pickup artists, yeah. you know. <laughs> Which wouldn't be a bad job, <laughs> pickup artist. I mean, just for the clothing, yeah. That's not for what the job is, but <laughs> like being mystery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know much about that job or the industry, other than what I'm like gleaned off like TV and like movies and stuff. But like, if it's a situation where it's a computer dictating your next call where you hit a button and it just auto dials and then like you're into the next one and i think i recall hearing or seeing or reading or hearing about it on a podcast that they have to be on the call for a certain amount of time for it to count and so as the recipient of the call my mo would be and i frankly haven't gotten one in a while so maybe like that robo call shit is done but i would just say we can uh, just sit here quietly that buys you like 30 seconds of peace (laughs) oh that's that's really sweet actually let's just do that because I'm definitely not going to buy whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, they did. When I did that, you'd have to count. You'd have to turn in a tally sheet of your amount of calls, your talk time, your contacts, uh, all that stuff. This this is giving me the <laughs> just oh. Yep. You know, I, yeah, I won't talk recent jobs in general, but uh, I'll go as recent as uh, 20. I don't remember whenever Groupon was still a thing, which I know it's still a thing, which is, you know, good luck on you if you're still at Groupon. But in, this is pre um, pre when they went public, when it was mostly Chicago improv people doing support on the phone. It yeah. was like the most fun I probably ever going to have at a job because it was nothing but bits. <laughs> the stakes were very low. And all you ever had to do was like make give a refund, and they were like, "Oh, this is great! I love you guys. You're yeah. the best." I'm yeah, like, this is a pretty pretty mint gig. Yeah, and indeed, a bunch of those folks have gone on to do like shows on, on like NBC and stuff. So good. For oh, us. Yeah. wow. Good on good on those folks. And that that remember, people really were excited about that company for a while. It was the the coupons, and it was it was a yeah. whole thing. Right, yeah, you know. I mean, if you were in your twenties in Chicago. Around that time, you either worked there or you knew someone to work. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. I had, had to make the rounds. <laughs> yeah, it sounded great. I never made my way over there, but uh, I think yeah. the the problem with Groupon was like it wasn't was it their, their culture did it go bad after? The... I think what happened. I left right around the time this was occurring. Was yeah, they uh-huh. they went public and then all of a sudden like the uh, became more of like a realish job. Yeah, and so we used to you know like leave. I didn't like natty ices and you like you get open your like drawer to pull out your pencils like there'd be a you know bottle of whatever the hell and you're like no oh, got iced yeah <laughs> like yeah. that you know oh smirnoff ice Smir- Smir- yeah, 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 yeah. smirnoff ice yeah my brother was very into icing people for a while yeah i feel like that was all the rage in you know 2010 when yeah this would have been uh and i think that type of shit stopped and then who knows yeah. i and i think the other thing too is that it's it's hard to make profit with that well, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't like, make a lot of sense. Tried to do it, and like the way it worked was like they would, they you would have to discount your price by fifty percent. Then they would take fifty percent of that, right? So, yeah. So it's like having a loss leader yeah. kind of thing. The whole business model made no fucking sense. It yeah. worked in like a very few niche industries with like really huge margins, but like by and large, all it meant was that you just gave all your shit away, and then no one came back. Yeah. Like, right. All right. Well, I mean, somehow it still exists. So yeah. Right. <laughs> it's funny every time. I love how this is going to be like a real vamp. I kind of did it as like a joke the yeah. first time, but I'm like, well, shit, now it's actually the vamp now. We're back. We took a little mini break. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Yeah. And I think Rudy had some other ideas for. Oh, yeah, my made up job. Made up job. Yeah, okay. uh, which is bakery line organizer. So, because uh, I do tell, I spend a fair amount of time in bakeries, uh, a bit of a sweet tooth. <laughs> and it's always puzzled me how the people like we're all waiting in a long line an inordinate amount of time to buy a donut or something like that right but everybody there once they get like their number called it's as if like the that experience had no effect on them just like (laughs) like they weren't even thinking about what they were going to get that whole time no thought and they not also not thinking about the other the other of us that are still in that same position right right yeah yeah because now it's like well fuck you i'm here i'm on the i'm in the catbird seat now do you have a zucchini coffee cake (laughs) (laughs) it's like eight things you know we've been staring at him for an hour now would you 
would you, as this bakery uh, line organizer, would you be pre- doing pre-interviews before yes. people get to the counter? That's, okay, that's yeah, what you've I, got a clipboard, you got maybe a whistle. Yeah, you're doing a lot like, of like the uh, like the drive-through at Portillo's. I don't right. know if you've ever. Yes. Exper- yeah, that's exactly what I would do. It's just take it to the bakery world. This is a really good idea, actually. All right, yeah. All right, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, I, Rudy. I when I when I was working at Oberweiss, we would get well, like because I worked there a little bit during the summer, and we there would be a 45 minute line like yeah. uh, down the block, and people would and we'd be just covered in ice cream and sweating and like, you know, you'd be really working hard and people would get up to the counter after that 45 minute line and be like, let me see. How's the Dolce de Leche today? You know, it'd be like, no, nah. uh, <laughs> that's I, so I, I'm not going to say where I work right now, but uh, what I, I do uh, uh, are a lot of our patrons are old uh, mm-hmm. and so and we have d- periods of time where it's extremely busy and uh this they, sounds like a ba- you might work at a bakery yeah no that's why i was like <laughs> that's where i came up with this actually yeah. i was like this is what old people do this is bakery culture yeah except we're dealing with it because i'll call and when they they've had they've, they've had nothing to do so they just keep calling over and over again all day uh thinking that they're not going to be get their call returned uh, and then as soon as they get on the phone with somebody, they're like, I have been calling all day. I've called oh seven times. And now I want to know what's going on. They're like, It's very busy. Everybody's <laughs> doing the same thing as you. And also going on and on with the same stupid preamble. <laughs> Think I, about the other people that you're holding up <laughs> time. <laughs> I just had to write down bakery culture because that, that, that is so good. You're so right about that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I was like, this is it's it's bonkers that mainly I guess everywhere nobody thinks about the other people that are going through the same experience. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> so everyone's a monster. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, really, this is a great idea though. That the bakery line organizer, right? That, that is so good. Anything really where there's a line as part of it, there yeah. should be somebody doing that. Yeah, there should be someone. Yeah, previewing and being like, now, do you understand that once you get up there, uh, maybe you have a timer too. Once you get up there, like it's going to be thirty seconds on the clock once ooh, you're up yeah. there, like and uh, and quickly. We, you know what? We got to open a bakery. I think. I yeah, I would love that. Yeah, you have just reminded me of a, another Groupon story, which it. was uh, a guy, an older gent who had been unable to redeem his Domino's. Groupon. Oh. And it was a situation where I think you needed to fill out a CAPTCHA. You needed to go to this website with this code and then some other shit. Who yeah. Knows? I'm sure it was a nightmare. Whatever it was, it was terrible. And he couldn't get it to work. Yeah. He kept calling. He kept getting hung up on. He couldn't get through. But ev- eventually, he got through enough to leave a voicemail. And uh, this is real time ladies and gentlemen i just found it on my phone yes ah. uh so you're gonna hear the frustrated uh dulcet tones of a groupon customer circa 2010 i've had this file for like <laughs> eight years now uh he went famous in anticipation of the show uh-huh. uh so let's just let the voicemail do the talking what is this you've hung up on me twice <laughs> And then you come in with a message like this. I can't. I am very frustrated with Groupon and particularly with Domino's on here. I've been in about a half hour. And the best part about it, that's where the voicemail ends. <laughs> <laughs> what is 
this? <laughs> it got cut off. Um, so yeah, that guy, he like went viral within the, uh, you know, like team yeah. for a while. I, there's, uh, I believe a medium article written about this. Vo- really? Trail. Yeah. Oh man. There were a few other doozies we had out there too, where, uh, the, the people that called in weren't doing a character per se, but they were from like central casting of like a, you know, crazy person and some trait. And yeah. they were also calling a bunch of improv people that would just do bits on stuff too. So it was yeah. ripe for comedy, but yeah. What is this? And then the fact that he doesn't even get like <laughs> the poor guy. One of my, I had a great, and again, I don't want to disclose where I work, but right. there, we had a very, let's uh, just call it the bakery. Yeah. We had a very popular uh, roast or uh, donut going on sale uh, one day. That, yeah. Uh, happened to be a reflection on one of the founding fathers. Yes. <laughs> and uh, there, I was out of town cause I was doing a, a gig in Maine uh, which just so happened it lined up this way. Uh, but so at any rate, it, the the phones crashed yeah. uh, at a certain point. It was just bedlam of people trying to get oh, no. Wait, these the donuts. phones crashed? Like it got so overloaded? called at once. It got overloaded and the phones crashed. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that that could happen. Oh, yeah. 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 It's happened a, it happened a couple times during this period because yeah. it was a very busy time. Uh, like nobody could have ever expected how this was going to go. Right, right. So this one voicemail that I came back to was this guy uh, just going, Hi, Rudy Voigt, you're a fuckhead. And when I find you, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you have a great day, fuckhead, fucking me over like this. Fuck you. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And then just hang hung up. Did he leave his name? No, that was the message. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I couldn't even call him back. Because that's but, a harassment and intimidation, right? Yeah, even so, though it's probably an old man. I, no, he was sounded like a younger guy. Yeah. But, like, but I saved the message just because I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, uh, just in case. Yeah. Uh, and so somebody like a new person started there and usually like I'll be intermittently busy and I don't have time to train them. So right. I'd be like, why don't you just check our voicemails? So this person uh, came up to me and like white as a ghost and like sweating and like there there was a man on the message and he said your name and things he was going to do to you. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so bad that she had to like hear this and be actually legitimately concerned for me. I just laughed and laughed (laughs) once I figured out what it was that she was talking about. That's incredible. I remember I hadn't thought about this one, but when I was at Apple still, a guy, two two things happened that were absolutely insane. One person was so pissed about their iPod not getting a new battery or whatever that they chucked it on the ground as hard as they could yeah. enough to chip the, like, whatever the hell the Apple store floor tiles are made out of. You know, yeah. Like some source from some, you know, like Italian Riviera, you know, mountain. <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah. Uh, crushed it. And then the other insane thing was a guy who just took a piece of uh, drywall, a huge piece of drywall, like six feet across, but it was like a fucking wall. Yeah. And spray painted his phone number on it and then misspelled the manager's name and like (laughs) manager's name, call me. And then his his giant piece of drywall and then like brought it in. It was absolutely (laughs) insane. To what? I just to like, yeah. To like to court? this person like to so, try to get him a date I mean, what yeah, was this for we could deconstruct it all day long yeah <laughs> hell i mean these people were insane yeah should have dressed like a clown that would have impressed her <laughs> God, crazy town um i i was thinking like uh for, for myself for for like a real like a real job that exists 
that I would have if money were no object. Yeah. Uh, I even even as I like that, I always kind of wanted to be a bike messenger because I like riding my bike. And uh, but then the more I think about it, I don't I don't want to do that. I just want to ride my bike around. I don't want to have to deliver packages. Yeah, it would stop being fun immediately. I yeah, think. yeah. But the other one, I think I think it'd be fun to be a librarian. Like, uh, but if you were left alone, like I wouldn't want to be at a desk. <laughs> I'd want to be like someone with headphones that's like restocking books. So I could just, you know, listen to music all day. And yeah. I pretty much just want to read and be left alone and ride my bike sometimes. <laughs> like I, that's the job I want to do, you know, you be the person at the library. I, yeah, I want to be retired essentially. That's, that's what I want. Oh, and, yeah. That's the dream. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for like two months now. I've, I'm between jobs right now and uh let me tell you it's fabulous yeah yeah it's like if it exercising learning to cook like uh i just I really live my best life do you find do you have to set like goals for yourself for the day or are you just pretty much a natural at doing that at, at first yeah definitely like uh and and like as far as like uh i try to get up at a certain time you know because because i know what you mean like it's yeah. easy to backslide into being a real piece of shit oh yeah and like especially as the winter comes to like it, it's easier to be active during the summer you know you can go to the lake and right <clears throat> but uh but no it's it's been easier and easier like yesterday i i went to my parents house uh to help them shovel dirt and uh uh like wood chips on their property so I just I just shoveled for like four hours and it was like real fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Living the dream. I'm yeah. the opposite. I also won't go into current situation of employ. Yeah, happily employed, like it all. But it's just a lot of time, and you realize that in your life, my life basically turns into like my life. My life is essentially this job. And like yeah, you gotta either yeah. own, you know be okay with that and be like I'm developing personally in some way, or you know make a change. But, it's, yeah, uh, it's tough to find that balance. You're living the dream. And maybe, maybe we can all. Maybe this podcast will be our meal ticket for uh, <laughs> not having to work anymore. I do think it says a lot about our culture that, like, you were like, I, I don't work and I enjoy it, and <laughs> like, how is that possible? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to just do whatever you want all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and I, it's like I don't have a lot of money, you know. But mo you know, and like if i had some kind of like if i had a trust or something not like i would travel more oh yeah but that's basically the only difference between like uh i'm pretty much doing everything i want yeah, to do you're our new rich friend you're basically <laughs> yeah, yeah. what we yeah. yeah do i do i secretly have money yeah. <laughs> uh, i'll take it i think i'd probably find ways to hate myself uh, anyway even like god Isha, you piece of shit yeah <laughs> that's yeah, already but, my inner monologue i can't believe what it would be if i was also like didn't have to work all day but <laughs> all you have to do is like work out a little bit and maybe volunteer and that i think that sweeps all that stuff away right. you know and then you're like you're well, hired as my life coach uh, yeah <laughs> there you go hey all right do you yeah. need anyone to have fake conversations on the phone for you <laughs> yeah. i got uh my real job that i i have a few of them but my if if money were no object job uh Let's see. First one would be a cigar store manager. <laughs> you don't even smoke cigars. I know, but those guys, you know, I, I like any job where it's okay. I mean, I think this goes back to my Marshall Fields days where even if nobody was there, you had to be circulating and trying to sell things. Yeah. In summertime, those guys are allowed to just sit out front of the store. Oh. And sometimes oh, yeah. not even wear shirts. Huh? That sounds like a dream job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you just sit there until somebody walks in. I've walked into one of those, and they're like, yeah, look around. I'll be in in a few minutes. <laughs> and their clothes seem so flowy and relaxed. Yeah. Like, that's another thing that I have a, a horribly hard time with my entire life is finding, like, 
an actual aesthetic for myself. Like they they have like just like everything they look like they're wearing looks like it's silk. Uh, <laughs> and like I've never had the full pieces to put together. To, I'd, I'd be like, that's what I would like, and you know, may, maybe a few pieces of gold jewelry. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, that's I what feel I, like the job is secondary to like the image and the person at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, just nice mute, like uh, usually like Latin or guitar driven music playing. Yeah. So, again, I I wouldn't even know how to curate a playlist like this, but they've just got it so together. Yeah. Well, I'm sure someone put like cigar store. Playlist. I, I uh, Rudy, just real quick before you go to your next one, you just reminded me of I I I worked for my uncle a little bit, and he was he was a politician, and I one time this wasn't I wasn't working for, but I just like kind of went with him. Yeah. He was just on his day, like what he did, and one of the things he did was he was like, "Hey, we're gonna go see my friends at the laundromat." <laughs> so we went over the laundromat. I he might have been dropping off clothes, and we got there, and they're like, "Hey, Tommy, come on back." So they went in the back of the laundromat, and this was like on a weekday morning, and just played cards for a while. Huh? Like they just played a like a few hands of poker for like an hour and had a couple beers. And I was like, "What is happening?" It just seemed awesome. It just seemed like an awesome like being the laundromat people seemed awesome, and being him seemed awesome. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think that that could be another career for you. Is either either end of that. I like any job where like there's regulars and you are everybody <laughs> knows one another. Yeah. <laughs> now, could do you think you could have a bar? Then would you would you want to do that? I don't see. I like having nights off where I can do my own thing. Yeah, but that's why my other job that I would really do is a chef at a diner. Oh, <laughs> like the one that closes Ooh. at three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I bet you got to get there at like four thirty in the morning. Though. I, like I, need feel, bread I can handle whatever. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because then you just get you take a nap yeah. after after work and do whatever. And you know the same six or seven people come in there every day for yeah. the same meal. You go to each other's funerals. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I, yeah, I think that's the problem, and I, I'm sure your parents could attest to this. But if you if you have a place like a restaurant or a bar, you have to be there at the till because oh, yeah. the moment you aren't looking, people just rob you blind. Yeah. And I know that from experience from people that I know that have robbed places that they work for blind. Yeah. You know. I would be so scared to do that. I don't know how anybody can. Can you know? steal like that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm too I, nervous. I think some people have a certain kind of moral flexibility that maybe <laughs> others don't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, I never know how much is enough to steal. Yeah. Like, where they would start to get, be like, this is fishy. Well, can, can, I, can I tell the story about when I, when I worked at, uh, at your place uh, one time? And, and um, yeah. Uh, it was so, so every once in a while I would, I would, Rudy would say, oh, you know, do you want to work tonight at the, at the Sabre room? Like we need a little extra help. And one time I was there and it was, uh, it was a stepping, uh, like party, which is, which is a style of, uh, of Chicago dance. Yeah. Um, and it's like kind of what, like, how would you describe like slow R and B and people, people yeah. dance to it. It's like ballroom dancing to our room R and B music. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of cool. Everyone gets dressed up and oh, stuff. Yeah. But so my my job there was to to sell tickets for for drinks. So that that instead of giving the bartender cash, uh, they would get they would give tickets. And Rudy's mom uh, told me that the reason I was there was that the bartender was caught stealing. I think thousands of dollars. Uh. Like he it was he stole a lot of money. But rather than um, rather than fire him because it was hard to find. And t- tell me if I'm getting any of this wrong. 
rather than fire them, it was too hard to find someone else to work there. I'm sure it was that, and I'm sure my grandfather was friends with his father. Oh, okay, or something like that. so yeah, so some, the... yeah, <laughs> so so instead, he was still allowed to work there, but he wasn't allowed to touch money anymore. <laughs> Literally, not allowed to touch money. So I was sitting there selling tickets, and your mom told me you were like, she was like. Keep an eye on him. And if he so much as touches a dollar, you come and find me and tell me about it. So, so I had to keep my eye on this bartender. Like he wasn't allowed to touch tips even. He was like, he was not allowed to touch money. So it was just, it was so funny. That, that is they, crazy that he was still there. I, and they hired an extra person just to keep an eye on. Wow. But I'm the same way though. I, I Stealing is you know, it's not, yeah. for, not for me. Too scary. I, I could take, you know, it, I, I guess like it depends on the money I could never steal. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did work in a, a bakery once, a bakery deli type place where uh, if cookies broke, we could eat them. So, <laughs> well, I accidentally dropped a few. <laughs> yeah, I think anything in the food industry, it's sort of a tacit. Yeah. You're going to eat a little bit. I remember working at a horrible restaurant in Malibu called Gladstones for Fish. I'll gladly shit on that armpit <laughs> of a place where a dude got fired. They, they didn't give a shit about anyone because there was like these legions of Midwesterners coming to LA to like make it or whatever. And then people like me that were just there for no reason in particular. But this dude was just uh, at a catering event. He ate a coconut shrimp. Done. <laughs> One coconut One shrimp? One fucking coconut shrimp. And meanwhile, everyone else, uh, I recall, you would go into the Bev station, the beverage station, take a little, one of those little uh, paper cone cups and like fill it with like clam chowder or like a soup or whatever <laughs> because you were starving. <laughs> like, I can make a soup out of this. Um, oh, golly, that was a horrible job. Maybe that should have been my worst job ever. Yeah. Do we, have we gotten to that? The, what, what was the worst one? Do we, did we talk have, about that? Not, I mean, I've just had so many. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you pick one. But, uh, yeah, that one I can say the job sucked just because waiting table sucks, but also the place was horrible and the manager hated me. And I, it wasn't, I don't know if it was like an anti Semitic thing. I kind of like to think so because then it's like, well, it wasn't me necessarily. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but yeah. like people would take smoke breaks out back all the time. And I wasn't really a smoker, but if you said you were, you hung out, you could like, then you could also take a break. So yeah, I'd be right. Like hanging out yeah. back there. You get in on the gossip. Yeah, all, all that hot goss. And I remember the manager went back <laughs> and said, What are you two? What is everyone out here doing with this so bad for you? You, you, you're a lost cause. I was a lost cause. And then I'm like, <laughs> What the fuck is this shit about? Right? Like, it's crazy. Even like all these years later, I still recall that moment and be like, what was her deal with me? Because like I, I'm been very consistent. Like I'm kind of the same Ishai. I always have been at any work environment or like I, like I said, I can't, I'm always kind of the same. Yeah. So like if she hated me then, she just hated me. I'm yeah. like, well, you know what? <laughs> F that be that job fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Restaurant was shitty and fuck him. <laughs> Wait, do you think it was it uh, American Intercontinental University? Was oh, that your worst job? Yeah, definitely. Like I used to sit out front and be like, I'm not going in there. I'm, I'm not going in. That's yeah. it. I'm done. Uh, and then like I'd get out of the car and take a few steps and then get back in the car and be like, no, that's crazy. I'm not going in there. <laughs> I would do that like several days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still remember I, knowing the first day that it was not for me. I'm sure you've heard this before, but like they uh, they would hire in bulk because there's very high turnover at this, yeah. as you can probably imagine. And when the, you were before, you know, you actually went to your workstation, started working, uh, they had handed you a garbage can with office supplies that you could then put on your desk Yikes. and stuff. Uh, and we were 
to go to the the first morning pep rally. Which yeah, was the first time I've ever seen one of these things. I had no idea they were real. I thought it was only a movie. A lot of red flags going on. Yeah, right. Uh, morning pep rally. Uh, they, the the guy that was in charge being like. All right, we're gonna get on the phones and we're gonna sign eighty people up for college today, and we're gonna do this and all. And like, uh, and they were like, and then tonight from four to five p.m. because they had multiple offices around the area. Yeah, like, and we were in Downers Grove, and they were like, we are going to have a dialathon against Cumberland, and we are gonna kick their asses because I hate Cumberland. I remember saying he hates Cumberland. Yeah, kick their asses, which meant. We were going to make more phone calls than they did. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's like, I can't claim to reel strongly one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Is this Cumberland know. Street that, that you're mad at? <laughs> no, the, the like... Uh, Other office. The I area see. along the... It's along the blue line. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, that's, so Cumberland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, I see. I see. Northwest side's nondescript office district. Oh, yeah. and they hated him. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's crazy. I, I, I like we were really going to show them again by making more phone calls. Than right, uh, right. Everybody in the room was just psyched about this. They were ready to kick Cumberland's ass oh. along with this guy. Oh yeah. my god, where do they Such find these people? So uh, manipulative. And I was like, they was like, does anybody have any questions before we start today? And I was like, I, I guess I have one. Uh, and they were like, oh, from from a noob. All right, what, what's your name? And I was well, like, why did I go to college for this? <laughs> they were like, I was like, I guess. Uh, so we're going to have this dial off uh <laughs> what do we get if we win and then there was just this silence in the room where i it became very apparent nobody had thought of this yeah <laughs> like, no one had, it hadn't even crossed anyone's mind they just wanted to kill cumberland and yeah like, the guy looked at me like he wanted to kill me because i like totally ruined his mojo <laughs> uh, he had it coming and he had and within a second i give him credit for coming it was like guys if we beat cumberland today now, I haven't cleared this with corporate yet, but <laughs> we could be looking at a midweek jeans day. And people were so fucking oh, pumped wow. about oh, my God. jeans on a Wednesday, potentially this, contingent on corporate's approval. This, this, that is powerfully sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, that is exquisitely sad. This is this is all really bumming me. I mean, this work is terrible. Another another great one was so like we used to have like these hardcore sales terms like uh, like feel felt found clothes where you tell people like I felt that way before, uh, and what I found was through these processes. Oh, I, but like they would also if you thought somebody was going to sign up for college, you would call them cows for uh, contracts on the way. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> but then eventually they got investigated, and their accreditation was going to potentially be taken away. Yeah. Uh, and so then we had this big meeting where they were like, "Now listen, the reason that we need to uh, pressure you—they didn't say pressure, but uh, however they phrased it—coerce, so, yeah, to get the to get cows is so that we know how many teachers to hire, how many books to order, things of that. <laughs> like this is um, the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. They're pretending like it's a real school. Uh, yeah. And one more thing about this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where I'll stop. <laughs> but uh, the best was we had had a down period where, like, basically everybody had been there too long and they were like, this is bullshit. And I, yeah, I'm just yeah. Collecting a paycheck. Uh, and the man, like, the, our, our, whoever our boss was, gave this passionate speech at the morning powwow where I vividly, I don't remember the whole speech. It was like, it was like Obama's Yes We Can. Almost. Yeah, like, yeah. Actually, <laughs> uh, but, uh, like, at, at the end of it, he was like, Guys, at the end of the day, the coolest part about our job is we get to change people's lives. 
And like, uh, uh, and we, it actually worked. God, it actually worked. We had like a week of like the best sales in the company. Yeah, and they were like, "What is? What are we doing over there?" And it was the, and they actually recognized that it was the we get to change people's lives. Yeah. So everybody in the whole office, like company wide, started doing this. And but then it turned into like and that worked originally because it was like nobody was expecting it. Right. And it was like him actually being passionate about his job. Uh, but then uh, like three weeks later, it turned into, "Are we gonna change?" 20 lives today? How many fucking lives are we gonna fucking change? I need 40 lives changed. <laughs> I and it meant nothing again. And and uh, like the 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 other tragic side of this is that you're just selling predatory loans that change oh, yeah. people's lives for the worse. You know, I, I was just talking to my parents. I have a cousin who is in hiding from his loan from going to a for-profit college. Yeah. He just like uh I mean he he's got a lot of other stuff that's that's you know some stuff going on. But he's he's just hiding working like a cash job like far away from where he grew up and it's just hiding from you know from yeah. from something maybe what it a, is American continent. What yeah. a 2019 predicament to be in. Yeah, yeah. What I did always say uh, to to like make it okay to me even yeah at the time I know it wasn't but I would be like college is essentially what you make of it like I graduated from a real university I don't know that it helped me with anything yeah uh, I mean you know it's the first time you're on your own and you 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 grow and learn about yourself but like as far as like the college like I passed <laughs> that's about it yeah yeah uh, you know I I. Didn't need a communications degree. No, no. My, so like, I mean, this degree. same thing, like if there's a lot of jobs that the only requirement is having a degree. Yeah. So yeah. like, this is a way to do it. So it's not the worst thing in the world, but you are, again, finding people that don't know what they're signing up for and really aren't going to use this for anything. And I think the the rates of attrition too and like dropouts oh, are, yeah, are, are crazy. It's like the business model is about getting them in the door, but they don't give a shit about like if they graduate. Yeah, you sound emotional about that, Isha. You okay? Getting a little choked up. Yeah, this is gonna be the cast that goes down in the books. Is like when I was kind of sick. The horse <laughs> cast. Yeah, horse cast. Um, God, I had some interesting uh, unemployment facts. Oh, let's hear them. Um, I should have uh, caveated interesting. I have a list of states. Actually, not even all of them. All right. Let's go with this. Uh, quick game. You get $1 billion if you can guess one of the top five states that had the lowest unemployment in the United States in the month of August. Top five states that have the lowest unemployment. You just got to name one of them. Do it quick because this drum roll is getting hard to do. Rhode Island. I know. Uh, New York. All right. Uh, the actual list was Vermont. At number one, with the lowest at 2.1%. Hmm. Then North Dakota, Iowa, New Hampshire, and Hawaii. Oh, yeah, because North Dakota is, is uh, fracking. So I think it's like they, they can't get enough people in to take all the, the yeah. jobs for... Take that environment. And then yeah. what What else? Hawaii? Yeah, and then Hawaii was on there. Huh. That's surprising. I thought Hawaii was impoverished, but I guess uh, yeah, they got low unemployment, so good on them. Where, then, do you know who has the most unemployment? Sorry. Yeah, all right. So then uh, let's skip the other end of the list. The bottom five. Oh, should we? Can we guess? All right. Can you guess one of the five bottom five? Louisiana, uh, California. No. Oh. Second, second shot. Uh, is Louisiana and California neither? Correct. Alabama, Wyoming. 
Negative. All right. What, 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 do we? Can we have third we shot? Have, we have to do this until you get one of the last. Five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, think uh, Mississippi. Yes. All right, Will. All right. So uh, the fifth is New Mexico. I was really picking on the south there. Yeah. Then Arizona. Then Mississippi. Arizona. I wouldn't have thought that. I wonder why. Then District Too of hot, Columbia. Probably. Can't uh, work. Yeah. And last is Alaska. So there goes your too hot theory. Oh yeah. Well, there it's too cold. Yeah. All right. Too extreme. Yeah. But uh, yeah, New Mexico. I'm just gonna say, not a lot of industry out there, and I, I think I, I Alaska too. Like, cause we, we lived in Vancouver for a little bit when I was growing up, and they have a ferry that goes from Vancouver to up to Alaska. And my dad, my dad would say, would like describe the people going in there. He was like, it was like station wagons packed with a person's whole life. <laughs> and they had like failed everywhere else in their life. And it was like, well, I'm going up to Alaska and I can't afford to come back. And so it's, I'm going to make it in Alaska or commit suicide in the uh, woods. McCandless style. Yeah. <laughs> it really, I look at this list now and I didn't think about it, but it's very like blue purple on top and like deep red at the bottom. Uh, I wonder what that says. Not surprising at all. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Getting edgy and political. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Before we know it. Um, any other segments? I do, we, do we have a final feature or are we... Uh... I was trying because I wanted to do like best of Chicago every every week, oh, like, we what, we, but I can't think of what what to uh, what's the, with jobs. Everything is just the worst with working. It's, it's your best place to take a break. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, best place to take a break. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> I know my answer already. So. Is it near your current job? Yes. Though? Okay, got it. Is this downtown? Great. So you work in the Loop, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I I right now I go to the gym a lot, but back when I didn't. And still, when I need to unwind, uh, Macy's is an enormous department store. That you, that, so the one you used to work at when it was Marshall Fields, yes. right, correct? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I know the ins and outs of where all the exits are. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it's enormous, and uh, they don't – most of the year, they don't hire enough people to work in there. So yeah. there is a floor of this giant building that sells furniture. Yeah. Uh, and maybe two people work there. So, uh, oh, I've been on that floor, the couch floor, right? Yeah. yeah. But there's uh, a room off to the side with uh, recliners that have been returned <laughs> that they're trying to sell. Oh, wow. And no salesperson's going to go in there. <laughs> so, a lot of times, if I have an hour to kill, I'll just po- pop a podcast in. And, yeah. Pop uh, a pod. Sit on one of those recliners for 45 minutes to an hour. It's a nice little, that's like, amazing. Relaxing. Yeah, that's Very awesome. Little, yeah, that's like finding a secret bathroom. If they had a bathroom yeah. there, you'd basically be set. That, okay, to that end, because you just reminded me of that. So I used to I used to work uh, at this ad agency on uh, Michigan Avenue. And so a lot, a lot of times I would go to, um, to like, by Millennium Park and, and chill out there. So I went there one time, and I had my lunch, and then I, I felt a little distressed. And so I went to, I went into kind of a random building, uh, and like across from the art Institute and I went up to a random floor and I found this just terrific bathroom. Uh. So I used the bathroom and then many, many years later I went to grad school and I, I was like, it was early days in there and I went, I went before a class and I went to have a sit down and I was in this bathroom and I had what I called deja vu. I was like, I've been here before, but (laughs) I don't know why. 
And that's when I remembered, I was like, 10 years ago, I was in the park and I came, I was in this very same terrific bathroom. Like, uh, so I, I would say when I, when I worked downtown Millennium Park and then there was along the Riverwalk, you oh, said yeah. there was this park kind of by, um, by the Michigan Avenue bridge. It's like a Vietnam veteran Memorial Park. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a really good space. It's always sunny. Um, the only thing is the tour boats that go by, you hear the same little bit of the tour every single time, which is kind of funny, but it can be a little repetitive. Isha, what about you? Like the planetarium sits next to a bike trail, but there's like a bottom part, a top part where you kind of, anyway, the point is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that spot. Yeah. Um, just ride the board all the way down there and then just uh, soak in the city. But I feel like that's such a lame answer. Like, hey, my favorite spot is the one where you, you know, everyone takes their fucking like engagement photos. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, that is yeah, a good spot. I kind of yeah, need a right. new spot, I guess. I need a new local spot. I'll have to, I'll have to figure one out. Write us. Yeah. At <laughs> yeah. yeah. P.O. Box. Uh, uh, before we go, um, we, we, I think we talked about, we don't really have a metric to find out if anyone has been listening to us. Uh, so if you like the podcast and you are interested, we have an Instagram so you can follow us. It's at Laughing Pines Podcast. All one word. Now I want to confirm that that's what it is. That it doesn't have a the in it. But yeah. if you if you go there, we'll we'll post uh, pictures of uh, I don't know what, whatever we think. I'm of. pulling up the account now. I think we are. Let's just, so we have some metric. We have. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Six followers. Yeah. Right, hang on. And if we take out the people in this room, then we're down to. Th- Three, Rudy, are you following us? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So, three. and then my brother, I think, is another right, I think, one of them. I think my my wife is the other one. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, um, but this announcement will probably get the word. Oh, that hundred percent. Yeah. This thing is gonna go. Yeah. So, it's Laughing Pines ship. podcast. Follow it on Instagram. We're Rocket. not on Twitter or well, we are on Facebook, I guess too. But Facebook, I don't know, sucks, right? Yeah. We yeah. can all agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm over at Facebook. Yeah. Any anything else before we go, Ishai? Any final business? Um, I guess not. He's pressing buttons. I'm that's that's got to be something good's going to happen. For the vamp, yeah. Can't go in or out without the vamp. Uh, thanks as ever for tuning in to the Life and Pines podcast. This was season two, episode two. I'm Ishai. Rudy. Work sucks. I'm Will. Yeah, fuck work. Thanks for <laughs> listening. Talk to you guys next time on the yeah. Laughing Pines podcast. Yeah. <laughs>